1: I want to get deep here for a moment because yesterday we lost one of the great comedians, Richard Lewis, right? And and I, I'm a huge Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. And that's where Richard Lewis has become popular over the last 20 years playing Larry David's best friend. And the thing is, they really are like best friends. They were born in the same hospital four days apart and have basically been inseparable since. And Richard Lewis, a great stand-up comedian, you know, did a fantastic job with that over the years, but has done an amazing job on curb your enthusiasm and this is one of my favorite favorite scenes from curb she uh, she's so angry at me that i had to make an excuse oh what did you say i said you had a bleeding rectum and that you you were worried and scared and you needed to talk to me alone and you'd be embarrassed if she heard it are you out of your f***ing mind You couldn't think of a better excuse than that? You should have called me. I got thousands of them. I can't even face her now. Why not? Nobody respects a person with a bleeding rectum. You think Lincoln could have prosecuted a war if people knew he had a bleeding rectum? And by the way, when you come to the dinner party in a few days, I would not mention it. Who mentions that at a dinner party? Do I still have it or, or am I over it? No, I left it open. <laughs> <laughs> so that <I laughs> left, it <open. laughs> I left it open. Like Richard Lewis and and Larry David were brilliant together. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant together. They're both very neurotic. And I can relate. I'm a very kind of neurotic individual. Always have been with germs and things like that. I lice all the place down. And that was well before COVID. Well before COVID. I've always been a germaphobe. I mean, I was the kid in high school at swim practice that wore flip flops in the locker room, right? Still do to this day. Don't care. Not putting my feet on that ground. There was nope. hairballs lying around. Mm-hmm. And that bandy Nothing grosses me out more. Than seeing like a band aid on the ground. Like it's just, ah, it just grosses me. So I am. I'm a ranch. or rail well, the ranch too, yes. But I'm I am a little neurotic. And then I was reading an article about uh, Richard Lewis yesterday on I think it was from Variety, and this is what he said after returning to Curb Your Enthusiasm in 2021. Because for a while he wasn't going to come back, and they begged him to come back, and he came back, and he's even in a little bit of this season so far. Um, and and this is a quote that I can really relate to. And and, and it's going to be deep for a second, so I, I just That's bear a safe space. Bear, bear with me on this one. This was the quote. I never learned how to keep joy in my head for more than a minute, but I'm breaking all records for my life today. That's what he said after returning to curb in 2021. And I feel like that's me. Like I have a hard time keeping joy in my head for more than a minute. Always have. It was always on like, what's going to be the worst case scenario. This is going to happen. Bad's going to happen. Bad's going to happen. Bad's going to happen. Like that's my personality and, and it sucks. And I hate that, that that's the way that I think. And then I see that quote from Richard Lewis, and I'm almost like, thank God I'm not out here alone in this world. Like, there are other people that kind of, I'll use the term, suffer from that. Right. Like, when you walk around every day like I do, expecting the worst to happen in every situation, it's not fun, man. It's not fun. Every day, I think the worst. Every day, that's the way I act. And I don't want to be that way. And and I know that I'm not the only one out there and I'm sure there are folks listening right now who feel that same way that they always expect the worst case scenario and the worst thing to happen. And so when I read that quote by Richard Lewis I'm like, "Damn, I realized I was neurotic. I didn't realize I was that close." To Richard Lewis. I never learned how to keep joy in my head for more than a minute. Anytime something good happens, I think that's great, but how are they going to use this against me? Right. And that's an effed up way of being BD. The up. anxiety hits yeah. in
0: everything. And and you know, I've I've tried to learn and, you know, dealing with, you know, some things I'm dealing with now. And yeah. um just trying to find a positive each day. And, and it's hard. Um, you know, and, and so when I heard that and when I saw that last night. The, the, the quote, I was like, whoa, that, that is, it's huge. And it means the world that, you know, you have to find happiness and purpose in each day and try not to let other things like that bring you down, you know, so much. But it's so hard. It's hard, yeah. It's so hard. Like, I don't know, for me personally, I'm not going to go deep into it because now is not the time, but I don't know what the next 10 minutes is going to bring. Right. Or the next hour. Or the next day and so trying to keep that smile on the face and trying to get back to a normal mm-hmm. is is something that I fight on a day-to-day basis and so to see that you know that 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 quote is huge yeah huge right and, and so for me it, it it it's it's a
1: scenario where okay that was good now what's gonna happen bad like every time I get on a plane I go oh my god are my kids gonna be without me is this thing gonna right. go down like I yep. that that's immediately how I think and I don't want to think that way. And when I was going to therapy, and my therapist has since moved on, um, you know, it's elderly and, and whatever. But when when I was going to therapy, the one thing that he used to say to me is, you've got to change your line of thinking, right? And it, it it is sound advice, but it is hard as hell to do that because you try to change your line of thinking, and then you immediately go back to the negative. You immediately go back to the negative. No matter how much you try to change that line of thinking – you still seemingly always revert back to the negative and what's going to happen. And one of the things that I try to think of is I, I, I'll never forget. There was one day when my daughter was like two or three years old and I went and picked her up at nursery school. and She came running over to me and gave me a big hug. That's the moment that I try to think of yes. and get back to. When I start to have those negative thoughts and it makes you laugh and smile and it brings down the anxiety, but it's like immediately you are back there. It is like a full-time job dealing with that side of my brain and trying to figure out how to shut that negativity off and try to move forward positively. And then eventually you get exhausted by it. The anxiety builds and you're like, oh, I'm just done for the day. You know? <laughs> and you, and you want to collapse on there. And I'm so out. it's always refreshing. And I'm looking at the text line right now. Um, Uh, you know, and some of the things that they're saying, uh, my therapist died. He didn't fire me. Um, And so I'm I'm looking at the text line right now. And some of the things people are saying, like people do relate to this. There are a lot of people out there that are suffering from this kind of stuff and the mental anguish and the, not the ability to always think positive, but the ability to always have that negative thought in your head. And it truly sucks. And if you're one of those people that are kind of like beat up and I are talking about Richard Lewis and Larry David and all these guys out there, Right we're here with you, man. Like we're all going through this and you're not alone. And don't be afraid to reach out DMs. I've talked to a lot of guys on DM, you know, about things that they're going through and hopefully it it, it helps put them in the right direction, but it is not easy. We're all
0: battling, man. And and I I put this on Twitter yesterday because I've gotten a lot of messages, a lot of people, you know, asking questions, whether or not I got fired by spec the whole nine. Look, you know, there's some things going on I need to take care of. and, And it's you know, a, a private matter that we're working through, because I don't have a lot of answers. But one of the first phone calls I made um, after I talked to Spec was to you. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the realest conversations I've ever had. And I know you and I know your thought process. You know, you've detailed it just in a minute, you know, the neurotic and, and just how your brain acts. But you took time out and we, what, we talked maybe 10 minutes. And it was one of the realest conversations that I've had during um, what's going on at this particular time. And it meant the world to me because you were like, you know what, get past this, figure it out. We're going to get up and we're just going to continue to kick ass. And that's the mindset that you got to have. You can't stay in it. You can't dwell in it. Whatever's going on, um, whatever we figure out, whatever the next steps are, let's pick up and let's kick some ass. Mm -hmm. And... To me, you know, and I said this on Twitter yesterday, you get a lot of crap from a lot of people, and it's a lot of people that don't know you, and they they hear the hyperbo- hyperbolic bob on the air and don't know you as a true actual person. And I know Jay can speak to this as well. You are one of the most kind, sincere, um, loving people that I've ever met that would give you the shirt off your back but hold you accountable at the same damn time. And it's it means the world to me that both you and clean because, you know, there's there there's not a lot that knows what's going on. And like I said, this now not the time or place. And one day, hopefully I'll be able to speak to it and, you know, hopefully help people along. But you being able to take that time out with me and talk with me and pour back into me was was life changing. So if we're able to do that to each other and then help each other out here, it it's huge, man. It's mm-hmm. it's what we need. So that quote from Richard Lewis is is groundbreaking to me that you yeah. know, you know, today I'm I'm beating records. Today like me personally, today I'm beating records. You know, I'm here. Third day in the row, you know, (laughs) let's rock and roll and kick, man. I'm starting to get my groove back, starting to get the rhythm back. You guys are being hella patient with me, which is phenomenal. We're getting
1: there. Yeah, we are. We are getting there. From the 858, fellas, is this 610 Sports or Dr. Phil? Feel free to flip the station, Dr. Phil,
0: baby. Dr. Phil.
1: Feel free to flip the station, pal. It's called life. This is what we do. We live our lives on the air. Um, and I think, um, you know, uh, a lot of people appreciate it. I think a lot of people truly appreciate the actual conversation of life because we know there are other people out there that are dealing with this. And somebody did text in from May uh, for men. It's such a stigma that you can't talk about this stuff it's not anymore and it doesn't have to be right it just doesn't have to be if you've got something you're dealing with and 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 you want to reach out to me b dub whoever i mean feel free to go ahead and do that absolutely well absolutely talk to you man so i i just i just think when people text like that stuff Uh, On the text line, it's just ignorant. It really is. Like, it is absolutely ignorant. If you want us to do the sports and you don't like what we're talking about right now, it's probably because it's scaring you because maybe you're thinking about those things as well and you don't know how to handle it. And I really resent you for saying, is this 610 Sports Radio or Dr. Phil? I resent that.
0: Well, it's it's one of those things. Life isn't always rainbows and, you know, puppy. You're going through
1: hell right now.
0: Well, when I I came down with the mess, I didn't tell anybody about it. But you did. I I did with you because I went on. You had a podcast, uh, Bobcast. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's the first time I did it. It felt good. Like I had people reach out saying, well, you know, I'm going through this, too. Or, you know, it, it felt good. Like I was like, Okay. Now I see why we did this. This is this is okay. This is this is good. Yeah, it's so, good to talk. Yeah, because yeah, I think you were probably in that mindset.
1: Oh, I'm not going to talk about it. It's just I'm nah, hold it all share. in. Yeah. But it's refreshing. That nah, it is a little it, bit. It, it's yep. liberating no when you get the opportunity to talk about something. No like that. So now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.